All right. Well, um, here we are. Here's our panel of uh, five stars that have gone on uh, mission trips or, um, yeah, over spring break. Thank you guys for being a part of the panel, first of all. And, um, yeah, so just to start it off, five questions here. First one is, what did you do, um, what did you and your team do over spring break? This is for Emily, Bailey, and Nick. I guess, I guess I'll go first, since I'm not in line. That works. Um, so we, I, went to, I went to Beach Reach. So our, our main goal was to give van rides to individuals during the night from about 9 p.m., to 2 a.m., but usually it lasts until 3 or 3.30 in the morning, which those were some of the best rides, honestly. And then in the mornings from about 11 to 1, we would provide pancakes, pancake breakfast for a couple of schools in the uh, Panama City area that were just destroyed, utterly devastated by the hurricane that came through last October. So that's essentially what we did, the gist of everything, so... Okay, so we were doing outreach on a college campus or three college campuses. And so the first day we went and did a survey to kind of like get acclimated to talking to people and whatnot. And then the next day we were on two different campuses and we were there for about an hour and a half. And so we were just like trying to have a conversation and do a scavenger hunt and like ask them like if they had like anything they believed in or just like try to start a conversation. And then the next day we were supposed to table, but it was Islamic Awareness Week. So instead, we just went and talked to people. And then the next day, we did prayer walk-in. And then the next day was a free day. So, yeah. So I went on a spring break trip with the BCM to Indianapolis. And while we were there, we got to prayer walk the Mapleton Fall Creek area, which is the area the church we partnered with was in. Um, We also got to do some demolition inside the church, which was really fun. And uh, on one of the days, something I enjoyed the most was uh, we got to cook for a women's addiction recovery group. Um, And that was really fun because I get to lead another kitchen staff. Okay, thank you all. Um, What was your favorite part of the trip? This is uh, Emily, Bailey, and Brandon. You'll have to bear with us with the mic, but it's just going to happen. Okay, so my favorite day was Wednesday, because that day, instead of tabling, we went and talked to people for the Islamic Awareness Week, and that was super cool, because we were able to talk to, like, they were, like, open to, like, talking to us and want to learn more about our faith, and then they shared their faith, and so that was super cool to talk to them and actually, like, be able to have a conversation, and so we talked to a girl for, like, an hour and a half, and then I also got her email because she wasn't able to answer a question. So that's kind of cool that maybe we can like stay in contact. And then also we went to church on Wednesday that night. And that was really, really cool because it was like in the middle of campus. And so it was cool how people could like walk by and just kind of like see like what was on the screen. And yeah. Oh, and then it also snowed three inches. <laughs> it snowed three inches on Wednesday. And it was super cool because that's the most snow I've ever seen because I'm a true southerner. So Yeah. <laughs> For me, um, okay, so while we were in the van rides, we were just chatting to people, and then if conversation had the potential to take a turn towards the gospel, we would do that, uh, as we should do. So I was having a conversation with this one girl, and uh, 
I actually got to share the whole gospel. It was like one of the only times that it happened the whole week. And it was just super awesome. You know, it felt really good. But apparently, this seat right behind me, Ashley Schmidt was talking to this guy. And he was just yelling at her about Clemson football. And I, it was the Holy Spirit. I, could, I didn't hear a single word. Like, it was just me and this girl having this conversation. And it was, it was just awesome because he silenced my ears. But, so that was really fun. <laughs> Well, speaking of true Southerner, uh, I left the South for the first time pretty much ever, um, and uh, that was a landmark as soon as we crossed the Tennessee border, which is really bad. Um, but other than that, uh, I really enjoyed uh, cooking for the women's group. Um, I would say that ties with the demolition we got to do. Uh, we managed to go the whole first day of demolition without any accidents, and then as soon as we walk into the building on the second day, I step on a nail, Rachel steps on a nail, uh, then she pokes herself with several other nails. No, this is a really rusty building, so no one got tetanus. We, are, we were really lucky, and I'm really glad that happened. But Okay, uh, for Emily, Bailey, Victoria, and Nick, what is something cool that you saw God do during the trip? A lot of stuff, honestly. So many. And it's really hard to pinpoint one place exactly. Um, one one story in particular that was a complete God thing, honestly. I, I can't explain it otherwise. Was This was on, I do believe it was Wednesday night. It might have been Tuesday night. They all kind of run together. Especially when you're staying up until 3 in the morning. But I digress. Um, so... There was this guy, and we were waiting to pick up this group, and it was the last one of the night, pretty much. And, and this guy approaches our, our van, and, and he's like, hey, I'm trying to call an Uber, but, but nobody's picking up. It's completely swamped. I, can you all give me a ride? And, and we decided to go ahead and, and do that. And what was interesting is and he, he pretty much just talked – he in in the van ride he pretty much talked the entire time told us his entire life story but what was interesting was he had only come down that previous day and it wasn't he wasn't there for the entire week or anything like that he he had just gotten there and he wasn't able to get one of our van rides so he tries to call an uber but then the uber doesn't come up and he sees our van and he comes up to it and we were able to uh, through through just conversation, we were also able to share the gospel with him. And, and um, it was really amazing, honestly, how God led him to us. And I have no idea where he is now. I have no idea what he's doing or what he will do in the next few months or years. But just seeing how God creates those opportunities, even those small opportunities for us to share the gospel or just not, not even that but just show God's love that lives in us to other people. That is something that, not just in this story, but I could tell you half a dozen other stories at least of where where it was just God using us to show his love to other people. So it's pretty pretty much it there. Who's it's me. Okay, so it was cool to, like for this trip, it was cool to see like how he answered like a lot of our prayers. And so on the second day, whenever we went to the different campuses, we were trying to have gospel conversations, but we also didn't want to turn people off because in that place there's 1% of people are Christians. And so we were kind of hesitant to have conversations because we didn't know like how accepting they would be or not of it. And then um, 
but like then that night like we all like got together and like we prayed like everyone like prayed before we went to bed and so like I prayed to like have conversations the next day and so it was super cool to be able to go and then have a conversation with the girl for an hour and a half and then also after that we were just like sitting down waiting for like the church on Wednesday and there were some people just kind of hanging out and we like randomly just somehow started to talk to them and they like asked like a few questions about like like stereotypical things about Southerners in America. And it kind of brought up a gospel conversation too. So it was kind of cool to see the first day we didn't, but then like we prayed to have conversations the next day. And then we actually had some. So uh, while we were there, one of the things that the pastor of the church we were working with stressed was that uh, Indianapolis is a very lost city. They have, I think, one church for every 16,000 people. And in general, they have really bad, uh, a really bad standard of community up there. Most people um, come in for college and then leave or just are in the town for a little while and leave. And uh, it was really good to see the community that the church there was building. Um, they had several other denominations actually meeting in the same building as them um, with services at different times. And they had several other um, groups that met in the building. First of all, the, the Women's Addiction Recovery Group. They also had a uh, sex trafficking awareness group in there. And uh, it was really nice to see that even in a city that was very lost, that there were people striving to really build community in the area. And um, another thing that our leader kind of stressed to us was uh, listening prayer. And for a couple of the people in our group, uh, they had prayed to really find someone specific. Uh, they were looking for someone, I think, with like, uh, they were looking for a female with a certain color shirt, and the very next day they go out and find that specific person, and they have a conversation, and they find out, like, even though the person was a Christian, that uh, they weren't really connected with any church, and they had a great conversation and actually got them connected with a church, the church that we were helping with. And so it was really uh, enlightening to see prayers answered right there so quickly and so effectively. Um, so mine's very similar, and I would have to say that um, the most cool thing was just being able to see how quickly God can answer prayers, not only with myself in our group, um, but with all the other groups that were there at Beach Reach with us. So we had a prayer request screen in the prayer room, and there was a line that you could text in prayer requests and updates about what was happening um, as you were either on the street team or in the vans. And then um, just being able to sit in the prayer room and pray over um, what people were sending in, and then getting to see that update about their prayer request was answered um, was really, really awesome. And we also had that happen with a lot of people in our group, too. I know um, that we had asked, you know, like, um, to just help the conversations go well, and even if we weren't able to flip the conversations, that um, we would at least introduce the people to the van rides and help get them where they needed to go safely. And we had a couple of groups who used our vans multiple times. And the first couple of times we weren't able to talk about the gospel with them. But then the further um, they went in our program, like the more um, they opened up to it. And whether it was just our group talking to them or a combination of all the groups, um, God like softened their hearts and just opened them up to hearing what we had to say to them. Okay. Uh, what is something that God taught you during your trip? Uh, this is for Emily, Bailey, and Brandon. 
Okay, so one thing was last year whenever I went on a mission trip was the first time that I ever like prayed in front of people. And so then this time I prayed in front of people more, but I was also more comfortable because I guess I didn't like think more of like other people thinking about what I'm saying, but more of like just talking to God. And then also I got a little bit more comfortable like talking about my faith with other people. And so, yeah, that was kind of cool too. Uh, mine kind of just uh, builds off what a bunch of people have been saying up here. Uh, the main thing, I was around Wednesday, I remember I said it to Kyle or something, I was like, the one thing that God's really taught me this week is like, prayer works. Uh, which, I know, duh. But um, a lot of times, you know, just in our everyday life, we'll just like, oh, you know, we'll just forget to, we'll fall asleep, you know, or I didn't, you know, I didn't do that as good as I should have today. But just... Sometimes, you know, we'll be sitting in the van and we only pick up three people. So if I'm sitting in the back, I don't have anybody to talk to, sad. But I can, uh, you know, I can watch what's happening. and I'll like, I'll pray over the conversation. I'll put it into the prayer room or whatever. And then the conversation flips. And like Victoria said, like prayer is so fast. And it's just, it's awesome to see what God can do when we actually talk to him. So for me, I guess the most important thing was community. I didn't realize like how different it was here that I, I had noticed. Because um, here I have the BCM, I have Alberta, and up there we met so many people that church was just a thing they did on Sunday. It wasn't really the people they knew. Um, and it was kind of enlightening because not ever having really left the South, I think most of us recognize how big community is here. And so... Uh, it, it kind of left me with a different notion of how people view communi- community and how important it is to have a community of believers around you because, you know, when when you feel alone, uh, you know, so there's there's always someone there to point you back to Christ, to point you back to God, and to remind, like, to sit there and say to your face, like, hey, God didn't forget you. And um, it was really nice to have people, or see people working there, like, doing that for other people. And even though we were only there for a week, I felt like we really got to at least help in the little ways we could, uh, the church that we were working with, do that for other people there. All right. Um, so we'll just, we'll just pass the mic all the way down on this one. Um, how are you going to apply your trip to how you live in Tuscaloosa now? Honestly, I think the first thing, as we've been saying this entire time, is like prayer Prayer works. Prayer really does. And to be completely honest, there's not a lot of time that I go out and I pray for the campus, that I pray for other people, that I even pray for people in, in my classes. And, you know, it, it, works, it, it works at Beach Reach because God works. God worked through us and God will work through us. And, and prayer is our, our way to communicate with God. It's just a conversation with God. And I think that that's something that I really want to do here is not, not forget where I am. You know, it's very easy to go to church, very easy to go to the BCM and, and forget that there are people in my classes who are just as hurting as some of the people that we see on the streets outside of some of these clubs something to that effect. And and it's like God loves them too. And just because we fall into the monotony of day-to-day work and whatnot, like that that's something that I have always done is just buckling down, doing my work and not really caring about other people. And I think that 
really uh, that's that's what I want to improve on now. I want to pray for other people and and really focus on that. Um, and and that's something that'll come with practice. But I know that that's something that I should do. So. So one thing that I want to do is ask more people about their faith and like that's uncomfortable to like to go and like ask people but like that's like what we did over the time and I realized I haven't really done that as much and so like just asking like a few people in your classes or just like around I want to try to do that more this semester and then also another group had a conversation with the people at the Islamic Awareness Week and they were like just amazed that the group was able to like whenever they were talking about different things from the Bible, like they were able to like pull scripture and that was actually important to them. And so that just kind of like reiterated like the importance of like knowing scripture in the Bible. I think I would like to get better at uh, noticing opportunities to spread the gospel when they're there and uh, asking God especially to open my eyes to that. Because when I read the... Kyle texted us the questions before. Um, <laughs> when uh, when I read that, it was almost it was really convicting. Like, oh yeah, I should be be preaching all the time, shouldn't I? Uh, so um, yeah, I think it would be good to just look for opportunities more because God's going to put them in our way. Um, that's what we're here to do. We're here to evangelize. So uh, just being more open and being more bold when those opportunities present themselves. I think that I really learned how important the community I have here was. Um, I feel like, for me personally, I'd, for, I'd occasionally forget how lucky I am to be knowing the people I know here. And uh, it was really convicting to see that there is people really like striving for that community and just desperately struggling. There were so many places up in Indianapolis that, you know... Uh, they really didn't know how to start community and maintain community because people would be in and out. And here, I feel like to some degree, we also face that problem, it being mostly a college town where people are here for four years or here for however long they're in school and they just leave. And uh, it was really, uh, it was really, like, it really reminded me of how much I need to focus on the community here and remember how lucky I am to have it here. And really continue investing in the people I know here and getting to know Christ more through them. Um, So for those of you who know me, I'm a huge planner. I plan everything out. I have a planner on my computer, on my phone, and like a handheld planner. It's really bad. Um, But through this trip, I just learned um, that it's really good to be prepared, but you also have to be ready for God to change your plan. Um, And you have to be willing to go with it when that does happen. And um, the main place that I find um, that's the hardest but also the easiest for me to show Christ living in me and also to spread the gospel is with my classmates. And stress is a huge factor um, in college classes. And so being able to not stress as much when something doesn't go perfectly and just knowing that it's okay um, if it doesn't go by your plan has been something that I've really learned that I really need to work on more throughout the um, rest of my college career. Um, Also just knowing that you don't have to necessarily have a gospel conversation for people to see Christ living in you. The way you act, the way you treat them, um, and the words you use 
can help a lot. Um, and I think the biggest thing that I have honestly learned is you can't give up on your first try. Um, I know I've talked to a lot of people once, and they're like, yep, nope, not about that God thing. And then I'm like, okay, I'll never talk to you again. Um, <laughs> that's really awful. But so just knowing that, like, you have to try more than once and try multiple ways, and you can't just give up after um, talking to somebody one time. You have to be willing to go out of your way to help others. All right, thank you guys. I think one thing, we've seen a consistent theme of evangelism, sharing your faith. Um, And if we're honest, there's probably a lot of us here tonight who, you didn't get the Texas question, by the way, so this is just a wild card one. A lot of us probably think, you know, what if I've never shared my faith before? Um, Which is probably a, a good bit of us here in the room. It's very common as American Christians to never do that. If I could get a couple people to answer, what advice would you give someone who's never shared their faith before? You can, no pressure. Yeah, we'll, we'll go. I, I can answer first, I suppose. So, yeah, okay, let's, let's go. Improv. I like it. Anyway, so I, I think one of, the, one of the first things is that everybody is searching for meaning in life. Everybody is searching for some sort of hope. And so many people that we talked to over Beach Reach were, they would say, yeah, I believe in a higher power. I just don't know about this Jesus guy or something to that effect. You know, they, they believe that there is something there. They just don't know what. And really, if, if you even just say, what do you believe? You know, people, people will, people can talk about that, you know, and especially if you, you talk to them in a non-judgmental way, you know, it's, it's not like you want to take a Bible and start banging it against their head saying, believe in Jesus, ah, you know, you don't want to do that because, you know, that, that will, that will push them away from the gospel. But if you ask them what they believe and if you are patient with them and whatnot, and like constantly praying for wisdom in those conversations, you know, I think that that's a fantastic, like that's, that's the start of it, you know, really asking what a person believes and and knowing that they are in the exact same boat as you, the exact same broken boat that's sinking and that we have the hope of Jesus and, and you want to share that with them, not force it upon them. And I think that's probably the most important thing when it comes to sharing the gospel with others. I found that people were more open to talking about their faith. Like if you just like ask them like what they believed in, then you would think. And so that was kind of cool. And I honestly haven't like shared my faith with too many people, but like just being honest and like showing the love of Christ in you and just like why your faith is important to you, I think is kind of like a good way to start of what to think about it. I know that a good reason for not sharing your faith that I, or a good excuse, not a reason, uh, that I have said is like, oh, I don't know enough. What if they ask me questions that I don't know the answer to and then I look like an idiot? Uh, You know more than you think you do. Uh, I would just, like, how am I trying to say this? (laughs) If you just keep it focused around Jesus, you know more than you think you do. Like, if, uh, it doesn't matter if you know every word of numbers or every word of Romans, even though some of us are getting close. (laughs) Um, As long as you can keep it centered around the gospel, Jesus will 
Jesus will take the wheel, quoting the philosopher Carrie Underwood. If you'll just uh, be willing, uh, be willing and bold, uh, Jesus will he'll take care of you in that because we're here to spread His word, and He wants it spread as much as we do. So uh, more than we do, actually, probably. <laughs> um, to kind of go along the same line, like honestly, just do it. No one does it perfectly the first time. Uh, practice makes perfect. That's probably the best advice I've had because honestly, like, even if you don't think you know what you're talking about or don't know how to say what you want to say, for those of us who have accepted Christ, like the Holy Spirit's in all of us, he will lead you in the exact direction that he wants you to go. And so you are not alone in talking to uh, another person about Christ. Um, So I guess the best way to do it is just to try and keep trying and maybe you'll fail and that's okay because you can always try again um so this trip was really hard for me because I'm not a super extroverted person who goes and it'd be super easy and I get to watch conversations and like you know get eased into it our first van ride was a full van with nine people so that is not how the night went at all um so I was like oh my goodness I like this is it It's go time. Um, So honestly, pray about it because there are so many conversations. I don't know what was said, but they got out of the van. They're like, thank you so much. That was really refreshing. And I'm like, well, I'm really glad because I don't remember what I said to you. Um, (laughs) So you just really like are able to see God speaking through you. Um, So just have faith and um, be ready for hard questions. Uh, I had questions about aliens that related back to my faith, which... (laughs) Never expected. Um, I also had somebody like blatantly tell me that they did not believe my testimony. So you just have to really be ready um, and don't get discouraged, you know, just be honest with them. And some people are going to shut you down and some people are going to be really accepting. um, And you just have to keep trying. You can't give up. And then to add what he said, if there is like something that someone asks you that like you don't know what to answer, it's like, it's okay to be like, hey, like, I don't know how to answer that, but, like, can I get your number, like, email to, like, tell them later? And then you have, like, their number, so you can talk to them more. So, yeah. Actually, do you mind, do you mind if I add something real quick? Cool. Excellent. I, I just wanted to add a quick story because it reminded me of something. So there was this guy who uh, actually, Kale and I talked to, and he was he was pretty, pretty out of it. But um, he, we, we started talking about, God with him and started talking about Jesus and and he kept having this one question over and over and over more or less why would God allow 9/11 to happen if he's good that was essentially essentially what it was and like I I started I started out thinking yeah I'll 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 create all the awesome arguments against you know or why why evil exists in the world and and why God allows evil in the world and every single time it nothing nothing worked like all the rational arguments that one could make towards or against that argument that he was making none of it worked and he was he was getting louder and louder and 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 everything and before long one of the things that i felt like i needed to say and this is what completely changed the the entire conversation was i said i i ultimately i don't know but i believe in jesus anyway and that that is what that is what calmed him down. It was amazing. After that, like we were able to get him to to a van and everything, and and he was very grateful and whatnot. And it was like 
you know, don't be afraid to say, I don't know, but I still believe. Because that is faith. It's not a blind faith. Because, you know, we, we have, we know that God is good and we have answer, or God has given us answers for things. But ultimately saying, for things I don't understand, I don't know, but I still believe in Jesus. That's, that's exceptionally important and exceptionally amazing. So. All right. Thank you all. Well, I guess it's one plus two. You know, most of the folks that we may encounter on campus and have opportunities to share the gospel with probably will not be intoxicated for like our beach reach folks. That's like a different experience when they're talking about aliens and different things. Um, it could happen, but it makes it a lot easier when people are sober minded. Um, but yeah, well, thank you all so much. Does anyone have any questions for our panel? No pressure, but we want to we can throw you the mic. Okay. All right. Well, thank you all so much. Y'all give it up for our panel.